Saving God's people with your host, Dennis Beard. Salvation. We are told that you simply ask Jesus to come into your heart or simply raise your hand, bow your head, and accept Jesus. There's nowhere in the Word of God that that is correct biblically. To be born of the water and the Spirit is not ask Jesus to come into your heart. There's no scripture for that. It's not biblical. We're going to be judged by the Word of God. And when we're at the White Throne Judgments, the books will be open. And nowhere in Scripture did anyone ask Jesus to come into their heart. It's taking a perversion on the Scripture and saying that this is salvation by simply an intellectual belief. You believe with your mind, not your heart. To believe with the heart is to believe with your spirit. And that is when the circumcision of the heart, the circumcision of the spirit, that is the only means to have the body of the sins of the flesh destroyed, cut off, circumcised. And the only, the only way, truth and life, to have that done is according to the word of God in being born again. When Nicodemus came to Jesus by night and said, Rabbi, thou art a teacher sent from God, Jesus said, except a man be born of the water and the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Born of the water and of the spirit. And then you have many different ideas of what born of the water means. It simply means uh, they say that it's a natural birth. Well, that's what Nicodemus thought. He said, how is a man that is old entered the second time into his mother's womb? He thought it was natural. And there's a lot of the so-called preachers uh, that tell you, well, to be born again, you've already been born of the water. All you have to do is be born of the spirit. No, born again of the water, born again of the water and of the spirit, not just the spirit. It's not a natural birth that whenever the water broke and the baby of the child comes into the the world, that that's born of the water. That's a natural birth. We're talking a spiritual birth where the heart and the spirit is literally freed from the body of the sins of the flesh. And that's only done by being born again of the water and the spirit. Well, John when in John 3 recorded it, that Jesus stated that which is flesh is flesh, that which is spirit is spirit. It's a spiritual birth. And Jesus said, again, except a man be born of the water and the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Marvel not that I said unto you, you must be born again. Now born again is that of a newborn baby. They're unskillful in the word of righteousness. They desire the sincere milk of the word they may grow thereby. They're not full age, but they are born again. They're in the kingdom. And there's a growth process called sanctification. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. So it starts the spiritual walk of the law, of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus in order not to fulfill the lust of the flesh. But where we jump track, we're telling people to simply ask Jesus to come into your heart with an intellectual consent. Jesus, come into my heart. And they say, you're born again. Or if you just believe with an intellectually, 
that Jesus died, buried, and rose again, that you're saved intellectually, that you say with your mind, that you believe with your mind that Jesus rose from the dead, you're saved. But that's just not the truth. You have to believe with your spirit, with your heart. Now, no, notice, look at Romans 2, 28 and 29. He is not a Jew, then is one outwardly, and that's circumcision of the flesh. That's a natural Jew. But he is one that is inwardly, the circumcision of the heart in the spirit. Now, you're, you are composed as a human being of a body, soul, and spirit, a body of flesh and blood, having a rational soul, mind, will, emotions, imagination, and intellect, with a spirit, a human spirit, whereby you have conscience, communion, and uh, uh, that which you've learned without the intellect called intuition. Faith is not held in the intellect. Faith is not held in the soul. It's held in the spirit of man. That is in the intuition, things that you have learned without the intellect. Now, true. We have to have our mind transformed by the renewing of our mind. That is a, an intellectual exercise that we set our mind on the things above, not on the things beneath. But to be born again has nothing to do with that sin being purged from the intellect. It's purged from the spirit of that person, the believer. And how, is the, how does that happen? Well, it's a total lie to say, raise your hand if you believe that Jesus died, rose again for you intellectually. It's just as much a lie to ask, ask Jesus to come into your heart and tell a person they're saved. They are not saved. They're not born again. The biblical way to be born of the water and the spirit was given to Peter, the keys to the kingdom. He will be the one that will preach on the day of Pentecost opening up the dispensation of grace, the church age, and showing us the first step in that growth process of Jesus Christ in you, which is newborn babies. Well, Peter had that revelation given to him in Matthew 16. Whenever Jesus asked, who do men say that I, the son of man, am? Uh, some say you're John the Baptist, Elijah, Jeremiah, one of the other prophets. Who do you say I am? Well, Simon Peter, the thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. He has a revelation of Christ, the Messiah, the Hamashiach. He knows that Jesus is the Christ. He says, Simon Barjona, calls him by his earthly name. Flesh and blood hath not revealed this unto thee, but my father, which is in heaven. Thou art Peter, a piece of the rock. And then he goes on and states, upon this rock, that revelation of Christ, upon this rock, I will build my church. Upon this revelation of Christ, I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I'll give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Whatsoever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, whatsoever you loose upon earth shall be loosed in heaven. Now, Peter had that revelation of Christ, that he is God, that he is God manifest in the flesh, that he is Christ, the spirit, that will be manifest in flesh as the man Christ, one and the same spirit. Well, Peter had the keys to the kingdom. 
They must be born again. So on the day of Pentecost, when that day was fully come, we're going to enter into the church age, the dispensation of grace. And at that time, Peter will be the preacher. Why? Because he is the one that's given the keys to the kingdom. Now, the other 11 will stand up with him also in all agreement. At that time, they were filled with the Holy Ghost. They were in one mind, one accord. Suddenly, there came the sound of a rushing mighty wind and filled the room where they were sitting. Cloven tongues of fire appeared, sat on each one of them, and they were filled with the Holy Ghost. Began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them their utterance, Acts 2, 4. Well, they said this and that, 17 different nations, heard them glorify God in their own tongue, and in Acts 2.36, that all the house of Israel know assuredly this same Jesus, this man that you crucified, that the house of Israel know assuredly that God has made him both Lord, that's Jehovah God Almighty, the Tetragrammaton, the Yahweh, and Christ, the quickening spirit, that man has been made a quickening spirit. They were pricked in their heart and said, men and brethren, what must we do? What do we, what do we do? Do we, do we ask Jesus to come into our heart? Do we, do we say the sinner's prayer? Uh, what, how are we born again? What do we do? Well, Peter simply stated how to be born again of the water and the spirit. Very simply. He said, repent. Now, of course, that's the first step. Not the only step, but it's the first step. Repent and be baptized. Every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ. Father's not a name. Son's not a name. The Holy Ghost's name is Jesus. The name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost is Jesus Christ, is Jesus. And that's the reason in Matthew 28, 19, Jesus said, go ye into all the world, teaching them to observe whatsoever I have commanded you, baptizing them. That is a commandment in the name. And we have to have a revelation of the name. We have to seek for that name. We have to know that name, that name that is above every name, that name of Jesus that has been exalted above the heavens. There's no other name, the blood name of God. The only revealed name of God is Jesus, Jehovah's salvation. And uh, Acts 4.12, there's no other name um, uh, under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved than the name Jesus. When you invoke the name Jesus, you invoke the blood. In the book of Acts, it says, uh, when you do preach this man's name, Jesus, you do intend to bring his blood upon us. They understood the name's the blood. It's a blood name of God. And without that shedding of blood, there's no remission of sins. Jesus is the blood name of God. It is the salvation name of God. It is a revealed name of God in salvation in all justification, sanctification, and glorification in the name Jesus. Well, you have to take on the name. That's the reason why. When he said, uh, baptizing them in the name singular of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, three different offices or functions of that one spirit, name Jesus. It's only a singular name. The name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost is Jesus. 
Peter having that revelation of that rock, of that truth, of that key to the kingdom of heaven, stated, now on the day of Pentecost, repent and be baptized. Not ask Jesus to come into your heart. Not drop down and say the sinner's prayer. Lord, I'm a sinner. Please forgive me. No. You repent. Repent. Godly sorrow worketh repentance unto salvation, not to be repented of. But we have been taught that repentance is salvation and that the way you repent is say, I'm sorry, Jesus, forgive me. And then you're saved. If you believe that, that Jesus raised from the dead with your mind, with an intellect, not with a spirit, not believing with your heart in the spirit. And that's where it's a lie of Satan. We have, we have been duped. We believe the lie. Therefore, God is moving on those that have an ear to hear to bring them into the true revelation of Jesus Christ, the truth. Peter had the keys to the kingdom. They said, men and brethren, what must we do? Acts 2.37. Peter said, repent. That's that first step. Godly sorrow worked with repentance. That will get you unto salvation, not to be repented of. Repent and be baptized. Now, that baptism is not, not washing with the water of the word and baptism of the Holy Ghost. It's water, H2O, water. And we're going to see that all through the book of Acts. No one ever was baptized by the Son, Holy Ghost, because that's not the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Peter had that name revealed, that name Jesus. Well, it is the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, but until you invoke the name, there's no blood. Until you invoke the name, then you haven't taken on the name. For as many as been baptized into Christ have put on Christ, but you have to invoke the name. That's the reason that Saul of Tarsus turned Paul, wrote 14 books of the New Testament. He has seen God on the Damascus Road. He saw that great light that blinded him. He said, Who art thou, Lord? Who art thou, Lord Jehovah God Almighty? Who are you? He said, I am Jesus. It's hard for you to kick against the pricks. Now, Paul has seen the Lord, the revelation of the name of the Lord, Jesus. He is blinded by that great light for three days, and he's told that he'll be a minister of the gospel. And still, his sins remain. And so we go to Acts, the 23rd chapter, and we find that Paul gives an account of it again. Ananias comes to him, Brother Saul, receive your sight. And when he does, and here's a man that has seen the light, seen God, that great light. He has the revelation of the name of God, the name of the Father and of the Son of the Holy Ghost, Jesus. Jesus only, the blessed and only potentate, omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent God, 1 Timothy 6, 15 and 16. He knows his call, that he's going to be a, a minister, a gospel to uh, take into the Gentiles as an example of long-suffering. And he will be healed of his blindness and still his sin remain. So Ananias, after Paul receives his sight, he said to Saul, why tarryest thou, Saul? Arise, be baptized, washing away your sins, calling upon the name of the Lord, calling upon the name of the Lord, which is Jesus, the Lord Jesus. 
So everywhere you look in the word of God, then anytime there was a baptism performed, it was always in the name of Jesus Christ. Acts 2, 38, 4, 12. Acts 8, 16, Acts 10, Acts 19, Acts 23. Acts, everywhere you see. Acts 19. And then what were you baptized? They hadn't received the Holy Ghost yet. They were baptized according to John's baptism. Was that enough? Just a baptism of repentance? No. They had to be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when they were, then Paul laid hands on them, and they received the Holy Ghost. So what does that mean? It means to be born of the water and of the Spirit, that you are born again. You are then now a baby. Until you have done that, until all of us have obeyed those scriptures and done it the biblical way, then we're not born again. You have to be born. There's two components, of the water and of the Spirit. How do you do it? Well, very simple. Peter stated there, they said, men and brethren, what must we do? There's got to be something we've got to do. We feel it pricked in our heart. That guilt is still there. What do we do? Men and brethren, what must we do? Peter's arising up along with the other 11 said, repent. That's first step. And be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. That is the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. It's a name of God. It's the only revealed name of God. It's the blood name of God. It's the only salvation name of God. It's the only name that will save his people from their sin, Jesus. Jehovah is salvation, not a second person of the Godhead. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. Why? For the remission of your sins. Somebody said, well, mine said because says, my Bible said because your sins are already remitted. No, they're not. That's an error. Someone and whatever Bible you're carrying has a commentary there that has polluted the text. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for, why are you doing it? For the remission of your sins, for your sins to be remitted. That is exactly what it means to be born of the water. We see that plainly in Acts 8, 16. They were only baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus, but they hadn't received the Holy Ghost. They're born of the water and been born of the Spirit. Then we go to Acts 10. Cornelius' house, the, the Italian band, given many offerings as a memorial before God, but still was not saved. The sins were there. He calls from Peter. He calls for Peter, who goes down, and as he's preaching to the house of Cornelius and his family, they're gathered to hear things of Peter. And as he's preaching, the Holy Ghost falls on them, and they're baptized with the Holy Ghost. How did Peter know that? Because as he was preaching, he said, for he heard them speak with other tongues and glorify God. He heard them speaking in other tongues. They've received the Holy Ghost. Well, they've got the Holy Ghost already. They're born of the Spirit. But they hadn't been born of the water. Well, somebody said, well, if we're born of the Spirit, that's all they need. No, you have to be born of the water and Spirit. Both. Well, then Peter stated, can any man forbid water? H2O, water. Can any man forbid water that be 
who have received the Holy Ghost as well as we, should not be baptized. Is anybody against this? Can any man forbid it? They receive the Holy Ghost. They're born of the Spirit. All they need now is to be born of the water, and they're born again. So Peter commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Well, now they're born of the water and the Spirit. In Acts 19, Paul goes down to certain brethren. Apollos, the silver-tongued orator of Alexander, had been through there preaching the baptism of John under repentance. They believed. So Paul, nobody was moving in the Holy Ghost. Nobody was speaking in tongues. There was no evidence of the Holy Ghost. So Paul said, ask a question. Can, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? They said, sirs. We don't know whether there be any Holy Ghost. We don't know what you're talking about. Well, obviously, they weren't baptized because if you're baptized and born of the water, the next step is born of the Spirit. Well, there Paul asked the question, how then were you baptized? Well, they said, yes, we were baptized under John's baptism. Well, Paul had to go explain why they hadn't taken on the name. He said, John, John the Baptist, truly did baptize with water under repentance, saying that they should look on him that would come after him. Then he preached to them Jesus Christ, and they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus, born of the water. Their sins are remitted. How? By baptism in, in Jesus' name in water. Then he laid hands on them, and they received the Holy Ghost, born of the Spirit. For they prophesied and spake in other tongues. Paul himself was baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Every person, they said, well, the jailer that had Paul and Silas there and they broke out, they believed in him and his house. And they were saved without baptism. No, look on down. They believed and afterward his whole family was were baptized. No place in the word of God were they not baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. We see that Peter stating that truth in Acts 2, 38 and 39. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. That's the only way you can do it. The only blood name taken on the name Jesus Christ. For the remission of your sins. Your sins are remitted by that. Born of the water. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost born of the Spirit, for the promises unto you and to your children and to as many as are far off. Next time, even to as many as the Lord our God shall call. Throughout the whole church age, it's not going to change. For as many as the Lord our God shall call will be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, taking on his name, for the remission of your sins. He states it again in Romans 6, 1 through 4. What know you not that as many as were baptized were baptized into Christ's death? That's how you're buried with Jesus in a watery grave. Why? Well, Romans 6, 4, that the body of the sins of the flesh might be destroyed. That's the only way you can do it. Not by asking Jesus to come into your heart or saying the sinner's prayer. Somebody said, well, I got baptized, Father, Son, Holy Ghost. Well, you went down in water. You came back up in water, and the sin still remains because you never invoke the blood name of God, Jesus, 
in the name of Jesus Christ. That's the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. There you'll see in Colossians 2, the second chapter, verse 10 through 12, you're completing him, Jesus Christ, and have need of nothing else, in whom you are circumcised, cut off. The body of the sins cut off. Circumcised to cut. The body of the sins of the flesh there are cut off, are circumcised with a circumcision made without hands. A circumcision made without hands is a spiritual circumcision. And how did you do it? Through faith in the operation of God. It's faith. How? By Colossians 2.12, by baptism. By baptism? Yes. Well, my pastor told me baptism wasn't necessary. It was a second act of grace and has nothing effectual uh, working in being born again. Well, what does it say? Born of the water and born of the spirit. Two criteria there. Well, we see in 1 Peter 3, it says, in the days and the long suffering of God, in the days of Noah, which eight souls were saved by water. Somebody said, well, that's wonderful. He baptized the earth. That's wonderful. What does that have to do with us? The like figure as a figure for us where baptism doth now even save us. Baptism saves us. That's what Peter said. Not the putting away the filth of the flesh. It's not taking a bath or a shower, but the answer of a good conscience toward God. Now, where's the conscience? Well, it's not in the human intellect. It's not in the mind, will, emotions, imagination, and intellect. It's not in the volition of man. It's in the spirit of man. The conscience being purged from dead works to serve the living God is only by circumcision of the heart. Where is that? In the spirit, your human spirit. And the only way you can reach that human spirit is by baptism and obedience to the word of God. It's a circumcision made without hands. It's a spiritual operation of God where he takes a scaffold, cuts off the foreskin of your heart, the body, the sins of the flesh being destroyed by baptism. Colossians 2, 12. So we have believed a lie. But those that are following the Lord, diligently seeking him, are coming to that knowledge that and we have literally thousands of ministers in Africa and India right now that have never heard that word and are doing it and have believed it. And some of them, many as 15 churches that they are over and baptizing their whole churches all over from father, son, Holy ghost to the name of Jesus, taking on the blood name of God to have the body, the sins of the flesh destroyed by baptism, taking on the name of Jesus or as many as been baptized into Christ and put on Christ of whom the whole body in heaven and earth is named that name, Jesus. Well, we have been told a lie. Well, it kind of makes sense and through the natural mind, but you're not believing with a natural mind. You're believing with your heart. You're believing with your human spirit. The only way to have that spirit circumcised, the body, the sins of the flesh are not in the mind. It's in the heart of man's spirit. To reach that spirit is through obedience to the Holy Ghost, to the spirit of God. And you do that simply by 
and being baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins, the body of the sins of the flesh are destroyed by baptism. The Lord takes a spiritual scaffold, a knife, and he cuts off the foreskin of your spirit. And that's what we see in Romans 2, 28 and 29. Paul put it very simply. He's not a Jew that is one outwardly in the circumcision of the flesh. It's not a a natural circumcision. But he is a Jew that is one inwardly. That's in the heart. How do we know that? Not in the mind, but he said in the heart, in the spirit. Circumcision in the heart, in the spirit, whose praise is not a man but of God, Romans 2, 28 and 29. So we must get that truth born again or we miss heaven. Except a man is born of the water, water baptism in the name of Jesus Christ, and uh, baptized with the Holy Ghost, born of the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Very simple. If you have any questions, be sure and call us. We would like to contact you if you uh, uh, believe the Word of God, that He's moving and bringing His body into one. We'd love to hear from you. Write to me, Dennis Beard, Post Office Box 2906. Longview, Texas, zip code 75606. Or if you have questions or comments, or you'd like to write us and get more information, or maybe meet where we will meet you and come into one, working together in the body of Christ in the kingdom of God, write to me at uh, contact us at sealinggodspeople.org, sealinggodspeople.com, or dennisbeard.org. Well, we want to thank you for all your prayerful support and your offerings, your generous offerings that you give, whereby we're able to keep the podcast on the air. I know God will bless you. Well, until the next time, this is Brother Dennis Spirit saying, Behold, the real Jesus.